Good afternoon, everyone. I'm going to continue on in the um, Satipatthana Sutta, the, the part, the section on the body, mindfulness of the body. Um, the way I have experienced um, these uh, different practices that we've been moving through um, in my own uh, development is that <clears throat> it, it feels to me, it seems to me that um, the first one, the, the practice of mindfulness of breathing and and then developing an awareness of just being present in the body and knowing the way the body is moving, um, both internally, feeling it from the inside and externally, um, have enabled us to, uh, enabled me, I'll say, to, um, to really enter into the body and, <clears throat> and and be at home in the body to to have a sense of um, that the body is uh, is a home is a is a place to rest um, to rest in awareness and um, and so uh, whatever I'm doing um, wherever I am uh, I'm I'm at home in the body and uh, and this is just such a um, a wonderful practice, uh, a grounding practice, uh, a, uh, a practice which gives uh, us space, us uh, presence to to be with the unfolding um, life, the unfolding uh, events, conditions that we're present with uh, in our lives. So, um, so I I I see that. Uh, in my understanding, and and I, I think that uh, I'm kind of interpreting um, uh, Bhikkhu Analio's uh, um, approach to this, that the the next uh, contemplations, so these the next practices are are contemplations, and they they are also practices that we. Um, we can bring into a kind of an immediate experience by bringing our awareness in the body. Um, and they're also a, a kind of a, they're directed uh, at our understanding, our, our misunderstanding of what the body is and the way that we project onto our bodies and other people's bodies and the ways that we get caught up in in grasping and aversion and uh, an identification with um, our body and other people's bodies as something that's uh, something somehow uh, separate uh, from the rest of nature, that it has its own self-existence, that it has a kind of independence, permanence, um, even though we might not think those things and and spell them out in that way to ourselves, 
it's kind of an underlying assumption that we operate on that um, that and that's how we that's an attitude that we bring and and because it's it's wrong because it's mistaken it creates um, stress and suffering uh, for ourselves and others So, um, so the next, the next uh, contempl- contemplation, the next practice, has is called the parts of the body. And and in this um, in this meditation, uh, the Buddha deconstructs the body. Um, so, you know, it's a kind of a reductionist approach to understanding the body, uh, and. Um, and so, you know, and he does this in, in many different contexts. You know, he says we, we say something is a cart, uh, and really what it is is, you know, some wheels and some wood and, uh, you know, a, um, an axle or, you know, whatever. And, uh, and so, and, and those are the, because we put them together, we call it a cart, but it, it really is um, simply a uh, a composite, and uh, and he takes the same approach and applies it to the body. So he he asks us to imagine. Um, he re- uh, he reviews this same body, this body that we've been talking about, up from the soles of the feet. And, and down from the top of the hair, enclosed by skin, as full of many kinds of impurities thus. In this body, there are head hairs, body hairs, nails, teeth, skin, flesh, sinews, bones, bone marrow, kidneys, heart, liver, diaphragm, <coughs> spleen, lungs, bowels, mesentery. I'm not sure what that is. I, I, knew, I read once what that's supposed to be referring to. Contents of the stomach, feces, bile, phlegm, pus, blood, sweat, fat, tears, grease, spittle, snot, oil of the joints, and urine. So it's not a complete list, <laughs> but but uh, you know, medicine at the time was uh, not. This was before anatomical studies. Um, and then he says, so he he lists these different parts of the body, thirty-two, and he says, just as though there were a bag with an opening at both ends, full of many sorts of grain, such as hill rice, red rice, beans, peas, millet, and white rice. And a man with good eyes were to open it and review it thus. This is hill rice. This is red rice. These are beans. These are peas. This is millet. This is white rice. So, too, one reviews this same body. This is... and going through. This is 
This is head hairs, these are body hairs, these are nails, teeth, skin, flesh, and so on. So, so when we do this, the intention in doing this practice is not to create um, disgust for the body. Uh, and he does, he does use the word impurity, but it's, it's generally understood that it's not that it's pure or impure. It's just, it's, these are not, these are not uh, objects that we would want to have, you know, on our living room floor. Um, <laughs> you know, like, uh, you know, somebody's intestines or... Um, so, so there, there is this element of uh, kind of mm, revulsion um, that we feel, and and the, what what what's being held up to us is, you know, you, we, we, we put this, this uh, all of these elements, all of these um, uh, pieces, parts together, in a package covered with skin, and we project onto this, um, you know, this desirability, or we project onto ourselves, you know, I, my, this body should look in a certain way, should be, uh, you know, have, have smooth skin, have, you know, kind of beautiful hair, and of course in our, in our culture there's a very strong uh, push for on both men and women now it was originally primarily on women but I think I think that men and women and uh, people who are fluid gender identity are everybody is is has this uh, you know pressure to look in particular ways and um, so um, so it's it's to it's to look deeply at this and to recognize that you know what we're what we are uh, projecting is is it's, it's a false image it's um, and uh, and so you know when when we do this contemplation um, you know, it, the the traditional way is to is to contemplate all of these things as separate entities. So so for example, you know we we consider the hair on the head, and um, and you know as I said it, this this morning at the um, at the instructions, uh, you you might see. You know somebody's hair and project it's you know it's beautiful it's flowing it's um, and uh, and and then you know if you find it in your food or you find it uh, you know clogging up your sink it's it's somehow not so beautiful so it's it's really uh, about um, kind of the whole perception the whole the way that we make this uh, this this sense of uh, a self, uh, a package, uh, an object for desire. Uh, 
uh, skin. You know, skin is, um, you know, especially youthful skin is seen as something, you know, that's very beautiful. But, you know, actually when you dust your house, most, a lot of what we pick up on the dust cloth is, you know, skin flaking off from, uh, from our bodies. You know, our skin is always flaking off. And I, I don't know if you've ever been in a, a dermatologist's off, office and seen these pictures of, uh, you know, the different layers of skin and, uh, and how, you know, an abscess can form in the skin. So when, you, when we look at it um, as uh, just something that is, um, you know, a, a part of the body, it's, it's, uh, it's evolved, it's constructed in a certain way, uh, to function in a certain way, but in itself, it's not beautiful. And, um, and, and in, the, in the contemplation, uh, the Buddha has put together uh, different objects, different parts of the body that are normally considered attractive or, or can be attractive, along with different objects that are uh, you know, less attractive, like pus and phlegm, you know, so, so just, just to say, okay, just look, you know, these are just all parts of the body, and, um, and so we're, uh, we're just with a measured eye in the same way that somebody who is looking through, you know, a, uh, a bag of beans and rice that ostensibly would be used for sowing seeds, you know, because a two, a bag with two openings, that's, that's what it was used for to, to allow the, uh, the, the seeds to run out. And, and you know, it, there's, there's no emotion or attraction or excitement about, well, this is red rice and this is white rice and this is millet and so on. So, um, so, so uh, just to review the body, and so, you know, just to take a moment and, um, you know, like, just feel your skin, and, and, and recognize that it's just, you know, it's just skin. It's, it's skin, and you know, maybe maybe parts of it are a little saggy, a little wrinkly, uh, and. Um, It's, you know, like feel the hair on your head, feel, you know, we can feel the flesh in our mouth, you know, just run, running our tongue inside the mouth and feeling the gums and the roof of the mouth. And so this is, um, this is flesh and, uh, and it's, it's just, you know, it, it has uh, tissues and and, uh, and, and water and um, mucous membranes and so on. And then, and then we can feel the bones just by feeling our teeth and our jaw. So that's, these are, that's part of our skeletal framework. And so um, uh, Bhikkhu Analyo uh, has a, a guided meditation in which 
he um, just, it's, it's a very simple process, and he just uh, invites people to, uh, the, the practitioner, to, to just go from the head to the toes and just be aware of the sensation of skin. So you can't really feel your skin everywhere, but you might feel you might feel the hair on your head, which it's really the hair is connected to the skin. So he, he groups he groups all of these different thirty two elements as uh, skin, flesh, and bones. And so just you know feeling um, the presence of the hair on your head. You know if you if you bring your attention to your your head, you might feel that. Um, and uh, maybe you feel the skin in contact with your clothing. Um, and then, uh, and so just moving down the body from the head to the shoulders. And you can do this in your own practice if you want. Just, just you know, skin, just feeling skin on the shoulders, on the arms, um, kind of bringing your attention to the surface of the body, moving down on your chest and your back, and so on, down to your feet. And then he suggests uh, feeling the flesh, so feeling your muscles coming back up the body, moving back up, so feeling your muscles and, and fat and um, and the organs, so all of those he, he, he kind of connects as flesh. So you can feel, you know, the, um, you know, the softness of the muscles and, and fat in the body. You can feel, um, you know, in your, in your abdomen, the, in the movement of your abdomen, you can feel the flesh. Um, and moving up again to the head, you can feel, as I suggested, the flesh on the inside of your mouth. And then, and then the, on the third pass, um, he suggests that you go from work from the head down uh, to, to feel the skeleton of the body, so all the bones of the body. So feeling the shape of the skull and jaw and the, uh, the shoulders and the arms and the ribs and, uh, and feeling the pelvic, you can feel the sit bones um, pressing against the cushion of the bench and sensing inside, feeling the, uh, the long bones of the thighs and, uh, and the lower leg and all the small bones of the feet, and so on. Just um, working up and down the body, and um, and it's it's a um, it's a very helpful contemplation to uh, to recognize that this this body that we may be uh, attached to. Um, identified with as, and we might judge it as somehow um, it doesn't conform to, um, to the standards of beauty that 
you know, we think we should conform to or, or we think it does conform to those standards of beauty and we're very proud of it. Um, so all of these, um, you know, it, it, it really cuts through, this contemplation really cuts through those, those uh, delusive ways of thinking and those attitudes. And um, it's, this, is, this is not a mindfulness exercise, so it's, it's different. It's a, it's a contemplation or, or an examination. So it's, it's to, it's to uh, lessen our attachment to the body um, and, um, and to, uh, to help us to release that. Uh, our bodies and the bodies of others as objects to be grasped. And it's, it's not to, as I said, it's not to create disgust. It's, it's really um, an antidote to grasping. And, and I, I think it's also an antidote to ideas that we may hold in the mind about how certain bodies, you know, maybe groups of people, uh, ethnicities or or this constructed idea of races, that some races are different than others, you know, in, a, in any deep way. The, you know, when we do this kind of contemplation, you know, we really see that the idea of race is really a construct um, and, and that essentially there's, um, there's, there's no essential difference between human bodies. Um, it's whatever differences that there are are very, uh, very superficial. And, um, you know, and it, it may come up in your mind um, as a question. You know, last night I led a, um, a body scan, which was bringing uh, love and compassion to all the parts of the body, and um, so, so this might come up as a question. So, is this a contradiction? You know, so am I? Is it if I'm loving my body, am I somehow um, contradicting the purpose of this uh, of this contemplation? And and I I really I, I don't see it that way at all. I see it as um, a gratitude for the body, for the life of the body, for the support that we have in this life to, uh, to live, to learn, to awaken, to become free. So, um, yeah. So, um, so then I'd like to um, go on to the next uh, contemplation, which are the uh, four elements, and uh, uh, so this is really one of my favorites. I love this one, um, and uh, and he and it and it goes on. So one reviews this same body, however it is placed, however disposed as consisting of elements, thus. In this body, there are the earth element, the water element, the fire element, and the air element. 
So the, the four elements is an ancient system of um, uh, trying to uh, classify all the different parts of reality. And of course, it's not a system that we use today. Uh, we use different kinds of class classification. We have an atomic table, and we, we understand things are made of um, subatomic particles, and, and atoms form molecules, and, and these form different elements um, on the periodic chart of chemistry. And, uh, and so it's a very different way of understanding, but, <clears throat> but this four elements still has its usefulness um, in understanding uh, that, that this body is, um, is not a self. This central teaching of Buddhism is that um, we and all objects, all, all forms, um, sentient and non-sentient forms, are empty of self. Um, so in early Buddhism, that's the understanding of emptiness, that, that, um, that everything is empty of self. And um, so, so uh, the, and I'll, I'd like to go on and, and talk about that, but I'm just going to finish the, the paragraph from the discourse. Um, he goes on to say, just as though a skilled butcher or his apprentice, apprentice had killed a cow and was seated at a crossroads with it cut into pieces, selling it, so he reviews this same body. Um, you know, so, so the, before the butcher killed the cow, you know, it was in his mind a cow. Uh, but once he kills it, it's, you know, it's, it's the flank, it's the rib, it's the, uh, I don't know, the different parts, the sirloin. And, and, and Alia points out that, you know, it's, it's kind of, uh, it's, it's a little shocking, you know, this violent um, example uh, about butchering a cow. And even at the time of the Buddha, this cows were seen with uh, reverence, you know, and um, and so uh, it's and it's quite different from the the beans, which are pretty beans and rice, pretty neutral. Uh, so he he suggests that the Buddha use this example um, to really get people's attention, uh, and um, so. So each of these elements um, can be understood uh, in terms of the qualities that they have, and they can also be understood in terms of how our bodies are composed of, the, uh, of them. And, um, and so earth element has the characteristic of having form and rigidity so you can feel the earth element in your body by the fact that 
you're sitting on a chair or on a bench or cushion and um, and you're not melding into the cushion <laughs> and it's not melding into you it's you're maintaining uh, the form of the body um, and so you know we this so the earth element is characterized by hardness and resistance and uh, and form and um, water element is um, is characteri characterized by uh, fluidity flow doesn't have a shape of its own it fills whatever holds it adapts to any form and it enables the other elements to bind together so so uh, when water combines with flour, it makes dough. And our blood is water combined with you know, hemoglobin and all the other parts of the blood and the nutrients that it carries uh, to all the different parts of the body. And it uh, creates cohesion in the body. It binds the body together. Um, water is the primary. So, so, sorry, I, I skipped a bit. Um, earth, in the body, earth is the primary element in the body's bones, organs, nails, and teeth, and gives our body its shape. In, um, and water is the primary element present in our bodily fluids, and uh, tears, sweat, urine, blood, and saliva. And the fire element um, gives heat and light, it, it radiates, burns, and transmutes. And uh, fire burns away impurities, it tempers and strengthens. And, um, and it manifests also as a rising element because it, heat rises. Uh, so, so in the body, fire is the element that uh, is, you know, is heat or absence of heat in the body. And, um, and so this element supports the digestion of our food. And, um, and also fire is what uh, ages us, the, our skin and so on. It's the, uh, um, the as we uh, lose water and moisture from the body. And then finally the air element, uh, the characteristic of air is expansion, movement, oscillation, and it manifests as, um, as wind uh, in the world. And, um, and in our bodies, uh, the air element manifests, of course, through our breath and, and in the movement of the body. And, and the body is, is, is uh, continually in oscillation. Uh, expresses itself also as as gas in the body, and so um, so I'm going to uh, this evening for the guided meditation. I'm going to I'm going to um, lead uh, a meditation on the four elements, um, but just to reflect for a few minutes that that um, you know on the body, so so feeling. The earth element in the body, we can feel the uh, the form of the body. We can feel the rigidity of the bones, and um, and the earth element. So that's that's reflecting internally, and reflecting um, externally. 
we, we know, we're fed by the earth. So the, the food that we eat, the, um, we, take, we take the minerals, we take the, um, uh, the, the, all the nutrients that is produced in the earth into our bodies and it becomes our bodies. So, so it's, uh, and, and, and the, uh, it, it's, uh, it's transmuted through the digestive process, um, which of course also requires fire. And um, so, and the water element, so we, uh, we, we can feel the water element in the body, um, in, in the saliva, in the, the, the moisture of our eyes. <clears throat> Perhaps we can uh, sense it also in the softness of the muscles um, because uh, it's the watery nature of the muscles that, uh, that gives it softness. In the tendency of, of the body to uh, respond to gravity, um, like be pulled down by gravity, especially as we age, so uh, because water flows downward, um, and um, uh, and and of course, you know, we're continually replenishing our bodies with water. Um, so, so the rain, the the river, uh, the uh, all the water around us, you know, most of the earth. There's more there's more water on the earth than there is land, and there's more water in our bodies than there is, um, you know, the, the earth element. Uh, it's, it's, it's actually most of our bodies. <clears throat> and, um, and then the fire element, so, uh, so we can feel the fire element um, by the, the the sensing of temperature on the skin, so it feels, you know, perhaps cooler on the surface of our body, and as we bring attention into the body, we can feel uh, perhaps the warmth of the core of the body, which is where the heat is produced. So so just bringing attention into the body and feeling the inner heat, and all of that heat comes from the sun. So the heat of our body is really uh, the energy from the sun that has been um, uh, transmuted by uh, growing things, by green things. Uh, chlorophyll um, transmutes the, the uh, energy from the sun into sugars, and then we, we eat that, or, or else we may eat animals that have eaten the plants. And so then, in the in the digestive process, we're burning that uh, and and heating ourselves. And of course, that's what warm-blooded animals do. And and cold-blooded animals need the direct uh, warmth from the sun and have capacity to uh, survive much lower temperatures. And um, and then the air element, um, you know, we can feel it in our breath. We can feel it. Uh, we also experience 
the, qu the quality of movement of the air element just by getting up and moving around, um, moving our hands or whatever part of our bodies. Um, so, so we we think uh, we think in our lives that we're interacting with um, with people and with animals and with objects, um, and and these are based upon our ideas about you know this 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 what I you know what I see here is this object. Um, or what I see here is this person. So we have our senses and our perceptions which interpret this. And really what we're seeing is a flow of, you know, in this paradigm, uh, we're seeing a flow of earth, water, fire, and air. And, um, and, and every physical form we come into contact with is no more than a combination of the characteristics of four elements. And so, and these, um, the, this, this is a teaching, the, this contemplation is pointing us to really understand how we're empty of self. We're not in control of these elements. Like, you know, if we didn't have food, we would be able to survive, what, maybe, couple weeks or maybe a month at the most um, you know and we know that people are without food at this very moment and uh, and if we didn't have water well, maybe we could survive I don't know what a few days um, and we know that there are people who who die of thirst because they are um, without sources of water and uh, and then you know if we didn't have heat, you know how long could we survive? You know, would our body temperature go below a certain point and we'd go into hypothermia and uh, and we'd die, depending on how cold it is. And without air, you know, I don't know, a few minutes maybe. So so we're not in control of our lives. And this, you know, totally undercuts our, our, our idea that somehow we are self-sufficient, that we're independent. <clears throat> we are interdependent. We are we we are conditioned, and 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 the sort of the opposite side of being empty of self is that we have that our existence is contingent. And and to really deeply take this in. Um, is transformative. It's transformative in, 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 in many ways. Um, it's transformative in that it might awaken compassion for, uh, for beings who are uh, being destroyed, their lives are being destroyed because of lack of water or clean water. Um, it's, it's transformative in, in recognizing that the idea that we have inside and outside is just a construct. It's a mental construct. So, you know, 
Here's water. So when was it part of my body? You know, when I drank it? Um, later when I'll excrete it? At least part of it? Um, it's a flow. It's a flow. And, and this sense of independence and that we are in control is um, it's, 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 it's a wrong idea, it's misleading, it's false, and it's destructive because it's this idea that we are um, independent, that we are not interdependent, that we are not, that, we, that our lives are not uh, con contingent on the world around us, that we're not part of nature. It's this idea that has allowed human beings to be so destructive to the environment. If I feel that this river is my body, then I'm going to care about it being polluted. If I, care, if I, if I recognize that this air is part of my, my body, my collective body, then you know, I, I'm going to feel pain when I see, you know, smoke being belched into it from different kind of industrial processes. So, so th this, um, this contemplation on the four elements, um, uh, it's, it's, it's very deep and, uh, and very powerful. And, um, as I said, I'll, I'll lead us in a, um, a guided meditation uh, on, on it tonight. So, so let's just uh, sit for a couple of minutes. Um, you don't need to change your posture. And, uh, and then we'll end the session. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.